Rudyard Fun runs a funeral home in the village of Piffling Vale. It used to be the only one. It isn't anymore. A one-sided feud has begun between Rudyard Fun and his nemesis, Eric Chapman. But some people just aren't interested. Some, like Antigone Fun, want to ignore the entire thing and nip down to the cinema to enjoy themselves. Sadly for Antigone Fun, that won't be possible anymore. Wooden Overcoats, created by David K. Barnes. Episode 3, The Little Death, by Tom Crowley. There isn't a lot to do in Piffling Vale. Even I find the island's cultural life a bit uninspiring, and I'm a mouse. But some people do make an effort, like Antigone Fun, who once a week, when the sun's gone down, makes her way to the Piffling Royale cinema, whose single screen is tended to by the assiduous Herbert Koff. Oh, come on, come on, where are you? Surely she hasn't forgotten. Herbert? I'm as fun. Thank goodness. I was worried we'd have to cancel the showing. I got held up at the mortuary. I had to put Mr. Allison back together after his accident with the ceiling fan. Oh, nasty. Just a minute, Miss Fun. You, you look different somehow. What? Oh, of course. Are you wearing new nail polish? I'm not wearing my outdoor survival suit anymore. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And I'm wearing new nail polish. I, I thought there was something less astronauty about you. Yes. You know, you, you look a little like my late wife. Yes, I know. I embalmed her. Oh, yeah. In that case, you probably knew her better than I did. A quiet marriage. Just being near her was enough. Can I go in now? Oh, God, yes, yes, excuse me. Trip down memory lane there. You've only missed the trailers. It's a good one this week about a young couple, Serge and Claudette. There's no plot to speak of, but a lot of really tragic things happen to them over 190 minutes. Perfect. I knew it'd be up your alley. Oh, Miss Fun, what would the Thursday night French New Wave Club be without you? Cancelled, you said. Exactly. You're the only one who ever turns up. <sighs> yes. Here's your ticket. Uh, I'd better go in and put the film on. Uh, 1962, La Grande Tendresse. <laughs> Ingmar Bergman called it needlessly sombre. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Don't you start. Sorry? Anyway, you're not supposed to enjoy good cinema, Herbert. You're supposed to survive it. Oh, yes. Well, um, good luck, I suppose. Good evening, Miss Fun. Did you have a nice day at work? No, not really. Spent the whole day gluing slices of somebody's head back together. Well, that's a shame. Sit wherever you like. Oh, thanks. Wait, let me just tear your ticket. There we go. Thanks for coming to the Piffling Royale Cinema. Our main feature should be starting in... Voila. Je ne peux pas me faire confiance. Mais je t'aime plus qu'un chanfrain pendant une sécheresse. Ah oui, je comprends. Ah, they look happy and sexy. They'll probably end up with some sort of mental disorder. Maybe a terminal disease or two. That'd be pleasing. This happy section's going on a bit. Can't somebody lose their job or their memory or something? Kill their husband, lose their clothes at least. Oh, there we go. Somebody's gone to a tanning salon. Gosh, they're going for it. At least, I think they are. 
The cameraman could at least widen the shot a little bit. All he can see is lips and eyebrows writhing around. Oh, Antigone. Eh? Oh, Antigone, when you look at me like that, you give me tingles in all sorts of private areas. Oh, God, I'm hallucinating. And sodding-tastic. Kiss me. Kiss me, Antigone. Well, I suppose it could be my fatigue, or the looking at brains all day, or... Oh, Elric! What? Elric, touch me on the body with your hands. Not just the normal places, all over the shop. Oh, oh, with pleasure, Antigone. I hope that this night shall never end. Shh, less talking, Elric. More touching. Right, right, I see, right, this is just... Oh, Antigone, your hair is greasy and lank, but I still want to put bits of it into my mouth. This is... this is obscene, absolutely obscene. Oh, Eric, look at what my nipples are doing. Oh, c'est incroyable. Oh, right then, oh, does it refuse to watch this disgusting brilliant smut for a moment longer? Half an hour later, Antigone stormed out of the auditorium. Out of my way, going home now. Wait, Mrs. Fun, whatever's the matter? Herbert, I come here every Thursday to see an obscure arty film, not a parade of sweaty, kinky wriggling. But the sex scene finished 25 minutes ago. Did it? I mean, yes, I know, but but, but once it's stamped to the memory, I can't possibly remember anything else, can you? I mean, I can't, and I tried very hard, really. You can't say I didn't, so there, shut up. I didn't say anything. Good, keep doing that, bye. But, but Miss Fun, it gets much more depressing later on. At the end, they drive off a cliff and crash into a cruise liner. I think it's a comment on de Gaulle's foreign policy. It's ruined, sorry. Well, at least let me put something else on for you. What else have you got? Um, Rio Bravo or Floella Benjamin's Spooky Dracula Tales for the Under Fives. Good night, Herbert. Maybe next week. No, wait, wait. I can't bear to see you disappointed. Look, I'm getting the new batch of reels tomorrow morning. They're delivering next week's Thursday night French feature. We'll put it on tomorrow night instead. Tomorrow? Yes. But tomorrow's Friday. I know. But I don't go out on Friday. I go out on Thursday. Yes, but you could go out on Friday just this once. I don't understand. Some people leave the house more than once a week. I'm sorry, you're just not making any sense. Just just come back tomorrow night. You're, you're one of my most valued customers. A special advance screening for you. For me? Yes, I thought it'd be nice. You're doing a nice thing for me? Well, I'm trying to. <gasps> Nobody's ever done a nice thing for me before. I mean... Father gave me an extra sprout at dinner one Christmas. Now, wait a minute. Miss Bloom said you and that Eric Chapman were getting on like a house on fire at a flower stand last week. I think you'll find that Mr Chapman means nothing to me and I mean nothing to him. Good son. Yes? You've torn off my lapels. Ah, well, you'd better have them back. (laughs) Look, Mr Fun, why don't you come back tomorrow and relax with the French film? Please, on the house. It's called La Petite Moor. Uh, bound to be tremendously gruelling. It does sound promising. Yes. Yes, I need a change, Herbert. I would like to come to the cinema tomorrow, on Friday, to watch a film. Terrific. And thank you, Herbert. My pleasure, Miss Fun. And, and it's wonderful to see you out of that survival suit. Yes, well, that's a very, very long story. I heard Chapman gave you some tablets. Yes. Oh, what a guy. I wish I were more like him. Then maybe my wife wouldn't have flinched at my merest touch. Good night, Herbert. Oh, oh, uh, yes. Um, see you tomorrow. Antigone went home, flustered and exhilarated. But the next morning at fun funerals revealed that she wasn't the only person changing their routine. Georgie! Oh, 
morning, sir. Georgie, it is quarter past eight. You are supposed to be through the door and ready to work at eight o'clock sharp. I took a detour to the cafe. I just done it up. I got a latte, the syrup in it, look. But you're late. Yeah, sorry. Now look here. This is a business. Yep. I was hoping that phrase would fill you with guilt. It didn't. Sorry, did you want a coffee? No, I did not want a coffee. I wanted order, obedience, professionalism. Coffee will be easier. Just stick the kettle on and make me a cup of tea. Sugar? No, Georgie, this isn't a brothel. Oh, you're still in my life, are you? Well, look what the cat dug up. Where on earth were you last night? I was at the cinema. What on earth made you suddenly go there? She goes every Thursday. No, she doesn't. Yes, I do, Rudyard. I go to the cinema every Thursday night. I have gone to the cinema every Thursday night for the last 17 years. Really? Yes. Why on earth have you never told me? I have. Every time I go, you just never listen. I never listen? No. (laughs) That doesn't sound anything like me. You're feeling well, aren't you? Whenever I don't have to look at you. Good, because I need you on full alert right now. I think Georgie is showing signs of... Rebellion. Rebellion. She was quarter of an hour late this morning. Says it was to get something called a latte, but that's blatantly just a cover to mask a growing streak of dissident behaviour. So how many other acts of sedition has she perpetrated? Well, none, but I'll be keeping my eyes open for them. I think she's picking up bad habits from a certain someone. You don't mean... Yes. Madeline. Not her, I meant... Morning, Rudyard. Thought I'd pop over. Bit of a loose end. Can't open till the workmen have finished putting up the solar panels. Solar panels? It's so sunny all the time around here, I thought I'd go green and save on the electric bills. Surprised you haven't done the same. Well, Antigone doesn't like the sun, do you, Antigone? She's not here. Hello. Oh! Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, oh, my fault. You just you just blend in with the hat stand. Anyway, I did have a reason for coming over. Industrial espionage. Come to steal our client lists, have you? Pinch a few hot leads. What'll be the point in that? If you've got their details, they're already buried. You can't bury them again. Bet you would if you could. With that twinkle in your eye and your exposed forearms. Yes, okay. Anyway, the reason I came over... Oh, God, it's revenge, isn't it? There's floral wreaths. It was a fix. I never touched them. Well, I know. There's wires were chewed through by a mouse, and you couldn't train a mouse to do that, could you? Shut up, Madeline. Truth be told, I wanted to have a word with, um, with Georgie. Georgie? Tease up, Rudyard. Milk, no sugar. Milk? Not made of money. But Georgie. Oh. Hi, Eric. Hi. Yes. You can say that again. Ah, <laughs> blimey. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, uh, Rudyard, as I said, just wanted a, a quick word with Georgie. Oh, go on, there she is. I was hoping we might be able to talk in private. Doesn't appear to have worked out for you, does it? Right then. Uh, Georgie, I um, noticed this morning they've done up that cafe by the cliffs. Yeah, got a latte there. Oh, you've been? She was practically there all morning. Shut up, Rudyard. Is it good? Not bad. Would you like to go again? Yeah, I imagine I will at some point. Yes. More specifically, would you like to go again this evening? With me? We could get to know each other a bit better, away from all the dead bodies and that. Well, I'm great at getting to know people. When should I pick you up? You're not going. Why not? It's the Allerton funeral this evening. And after that accident he had with the ceiling fan, I need every hand on deck to keep his head together. You said we'd be going through the motions and you'd never have accepted it if you weren't so desperate. (laughs) What a jape. I explicitly told you it's going to be a very, very tricky job requiring skill, dexterity, and more than one set of hands. But, but you said so, that bearing that in mind, at the end of the day, when all is said and done, you simply must agree. Roger, to... let her go for heaven's sake! Oh. Thanks, Antigone. See you at five? I'll see you at five. I... Enjoy yourselves. 
Antigone? What's that about? Georgina, go outside and build a coffin for Mr Allerton. It doesn't have to be a big one. There isn't much of him left. Sure. Look, I just want to say... Just do it. Yeah. Antigone, you undermined me. In front of Chapman. Oh, get over yourself, Rudyard. He's tried to steal Georgie away from us, assimilate her into his Chapmanic hive mind and pay her above minimum wage, the conniving... They're going on a date, you cretin. That's what he wants us to think. I told you, he's been poisoning her against us. This is the next phase. Right, fine, whatever you say. You'll have to do the Allerton funeral tonight. Oh, I know you never normally do the funeral directing, what with your whole staying in the cellar thing, but... Rudyard, I'm going out tonight. <laughs> But you went out last night. Yes, and I'm going out again tonight. But you always go out on Thursday, apparently. Tough. Now I'm going on a Friday too. Someone has to go and keep an eye on Georgian Chapman. I don't care. And if you'll excuse me, I've got a head to stick together. Sometimes I think I'll never understand women. Oh, uh, present company accepted, Madeline. Hmm. You like to get out and about, don't you? How would you like to go out for the evening? I accept it, of course. Any opportunity to get new material for my memoirs of a funeral house mouse, buy six for Christmas, was okay by me. However, I hadn't realised I was going to have to wear a two-way radio so that I could follow Eric and Georgie to the Sharp Drop Cafe while Rudyard listened in during the funeral. In this life, you never think it will happen to you, do you? Especially when it is ill-advisedly leaping up onto a settee after winning 20 pounds on the Euro Millions and getting caught in the blades of a ceiling fan. Come on, come on. Useless military sir. Oh, Always like cliffs. So they've got that sense of the dramatic about them, haven't they? I'll make you bungee jumping. <laughs> no, no, come back. I, I'm not going anywhere. What? No, uh, not, not here, Reverend. Have you finished? We only started two minutes ago. I'm in a hurry. I'm sorry, there's a fair whack left. Mr. Allerton was a Catholic. I had to look up all the God stuff. Couldn't you speed it up? Nobody's listening to you. They're all just staring at the body. Yes. Considering how he died, I thought an open casket was a bit of a gamble. Dreadful way to go, but still, 20 quid. No wonder he was excited. (laughs) And Antigone's done an incredible job putting his face back together. Almost too incredible, isn't it? I don't remember Mr. Allerton looking that handsome. Yes, I see what you mean. Doesn't even really look like him, does it? He looks rather more like you know. Sure, I can't tempt you with a cannoli. <coughs> no thanks. Wait, no, I meant. Sorry, Reverend. Sorry, everyone. Got to go. Urgent undertaker business. Oh, right. Um, well, uh, any questions? <coughs> Who gets that twenty quid then? Whilst Rudyard sped to the cafe and the Reverend began the auction for Mr Allerton's £20, Antigone was closing up fun funerals before her unprecedented Friday night cinema trip. There. Come on, Antigone. Friday night film. Herbert said it was hellishly depressing, so you know it's worth going. But the cinema is all the way over there and home is right here and I could just go back indoors and, I mean... Next Thursday isn't too far away, really. Why, hello there, Antigone. Oh, gosh, hello. Locking up, are we? Uh, yes, Miss Gribble. 
You going out, are you, dear? I might do, maybe, possibly. Oh, that's a good idea. Is it? Because mm, I've often thought you need to get out more. What? I'll often stop for a second while I'm doing the laundry or having a bath and I'll think... Please don't think about me in the bath. And I'll think to myself, Oh, Dotty, I wonder what that Antigone fun's up to. And I'll think about it and I'll always assume it's something to do with dusting or spiders. What is it you think I do? And it's a shame because you could be a very good-looking young woman if you made a bit more of yourself. Thank you. Now, I really need to get going. There's plenty of nice single men on Pifflin, and a lot of them are really quite desperate, you know. Fabulous. Well, you'd better not hang around here, then. Because I often think to myself, Antigone, I think, oh, wouldn't it be a shame if that Antigone fun spent the rest of her life cooped up in that spooky hovel, slaving away for a miserable brother? Is that the sort of thing you ever think, Antigone, is it? Does that ever cross your mind, does it? Does it, Antigone? Not quite that way, no, Miss Scruple. It has to me, Antigone. Imagine, I think to myself, imagine poor old Antigone doing the crossword alone every morning. I don't do the crossword. Watching the sun rise and set day in, day out. Every day the same, nothing ever changing, nobody to show her any affection. And I think to myself, oh, she could turn into me one day. And oh, the thought troubles me so terribly, Antigone. Antigone, where are you going, dear? Are you going out? Are you going out, Antigone? Antigone, is that what you're doing? Are you going out? Is that what you're doing, Antigone? Are you going out, Antigone? Well, I hope I cheered her up. And as Antigone embraced her destiny and escaped the words of Miss Scruple, I was listening in on those of Eric Chapman. Isn't it a bit dangerous building a cafe right next to the cliffs? Been here for ages, I heard. First it was the Cliffside Cafe, then it was Cliff Books until the lawsuit, and now... The sharp drop! Mind you, I once had to go to a monastery in the Paneas Valley, north of Kalambarka, and that was on top of a mountain 400 metres high. Why'd you go there? Oh, just seeing an old friend, running a few errands. A long time ago. You always do that. What? Every time you talk about your life before Piffling, you look off into the middle distance and trail off. <laughs> no, I don't. What did you watch on telly last night? A documentary on figs. Where were you born? Oh, well, quite far away. A long time ago. You did it again. Sorry, Georgie, I just, I just don't like talking about myself. Anyway, it's a boring subject. Let's talk about you. No, let's talk about him. Madeline, get closer. Oh, hello there, Mr. Fan. What can Hetty do for you? Like a bit of Chino prepared the real Australian way? No, I, I wouldn't. Now, look here. I thought not. The last time you came in here was to steal a napkin and scowl at my scones. Well, this place was very different then, and so are you. So you can drop that silly accent. <laughs> Hurry it. It's heady. And what silly accent? Heaps. Bonza. Didgeridoo. That's what I'm talking about. It's truth, Matt. I'm as Australian as Carly Minogue punching a wombat in Tuvalu. Tuvalu is an entirely different country. Okay. You've got me. But keep your mouth shut. People don't trust a cafe these days unless there's Australians in it. You'll put me out of business. That's ridiculous. We're in the English Channel. And my tea tastes of books. It's Red Bush. Rubbish. 
<laughs> Off the cuff. <laughs> yeah, very good. Look, we've got art on the walls. The sandwiches are thicker. My doilies have become ironic. Deal with it. Now shut up and drink your books. Are you spying on my patrons? No. If I get you anything, George, you just let me know. The shipping forecast is much more affectionate these days. I've got my eye on you. You know, Georgie, stop me if I'm getting personal, but I'm surprised you're still here. I haven't finished my bit of chino. No, I mean, here on the island, working in a tiny funeral parlour when you could be out seeing the world, that kind of thing. Meh, it's a job. And a look after me nana. Oh, family commitments. I'll say no more. I had to make sacrifices for family. A long time ago. <sighs> Flipping out, pass over the sugar. Oh, here you go. Oh, oh bugger it. Watch out, you nearly hit... Madeline. Who? Madeline, what are you doing here? Uh, don't pick it up. Relax, it's just Madeline. What the hell are you... Abort, Madeline, abort! Oh, Dad, is that you? No. Oh, you little... Off you go, Madeline. Scarper. Where are you going, Madeline? Come back! Oh my god, Jerry, is that a mouse? Oh my god! Stop! Stop! No need to be alarmed! Look at this man, he's a cyborg! It's an infestation, we'll all be I think, Eric, we should find somewhere a little safe. Sure thing, Georgie. Now, just the place. And so, Hetty Mayo, nay Harriet Marriott, set about Rudyard Fun with a traditional musical instrument from her adopted homeland. Meanwhile, Antigone had finally arrived at the Piffling Royale for her second night out of the week. Oh, it's fun! Thank goodness you did come after all. Yes, indeed, quite well. This film had better be dismal. La Petite Mort? Oh, don't worry. It's caused more suicides than any film ever made. Even more than Nutty Professor 3, The Clumps Take Dubai. What's it about? I couldn't tell you. But my kids burst into tears just seeing the title card. Smashing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, naturally, my kids were adopted. I so. might go in now. Oh, of course. Yes, yes. I'll go and stick it on. It's our biggest selling new wave club ever. What? Yes, four and a half tickets. We should have always had these on a Friday night. Oh, fantastic. People. Friday night. A film on Friday night. The BBFC has deemed this film to be dangerously depressing. If you are of a sensitive or nervous disposition, are pregnant or operating heavy machinery, please cease watching this film immediately. Heavenly. <laughs> Ah, an autobus crash in the first ten seconds. This is what it's all about. What? Is someone chewing popcorn in here? Good God, is nothing sacred. You're not nervous or operating heavy machinery, are you? Well, I can't operate heavy machinery, but I'm not at the moment. Oh, you ever worked a tower crane? Oh, yeah. I'm great at tower cranes. Too tricky for me. I had to get somebody in. Who'd you get? Oh, the only firm on the island. Oh, right, yeah. They're pretty good. Maybe I should ask you to do it next time. Shh! Oh, sorry. For Pete's sake, the standards here are plummeting. 
Look here, can you please stop shushing all over the... Antigone! Rudyard! Since when do you go to the cinema? I told you, this is my night out. What are you doing here? I was doing a bang-up job surveilling George and Chapman until you went and shushed them. George and Chapman? Yes, they're over there. What? Shh! What? There was an incident at the cafe. Don't tell me you've caused chaos again. Okay, I won't tell you. So I followed them here. Madeline's over there too. I was listening in on their conversation until you started telling them to be quiet. It's a film, Rudyard. You're not supposed to talk over it. Why not? The words are written on the screen. This is typical of you, isn't it? I'm trying to survive some quality cinema. The only time I get away from you, and you have to bring your drama and your paranoia and your bugging devices and wave them all in my face. Hey, would you mind keeping it down? We're trying to watch the film. Oh, my apologies. I'm trying to save our business. No, you're not. You're just trying to stop me having a life. You never wanted one before. Well, I want one now. Oh, incredible. First Chapman takes my business, then he steals my assistant. Now he's trying to turn my own sister against me. Well, even further against oh, me. Roger, will you just shut up and watch that film? Nothing's happened for ten minutes. I'm missing nothing happening. That's the best bit. I'm taking it. I knew this film was meant to be bleak, but I didn't know it'd be this bleak. Do you like all these old French films, then? Yeah, I'm quite the fan. You? Nah, they do a lot of hanging around. How do you mean? Well, it's mostly just attractive people looking sadly at things. Look, she's looking sadly at that vase. Now she's looking sadly at that gramophone player. Now she's looking sadly at that naked man. Well, you don't have to stay if you don't want. No, no. There might be a car chase or a fight at some point. <laughs> well, she does look very sad at that naked man. Maybe she'll hit him. <laughs> That'd be funny. Shh! Oh, sorry. Can you just stop shushing them? It goes double for you. Getting on pretty well, aren't Good they? Good for them! What sort of benefits do you think he offers? Discounts? Private health care? Maybe he doesn't ruin every waking moment of his employees' lives. <coughs> Hippie. Eric? Yes, Georgie? You're holding my hand. Oh, God. Shh! Well, it's a very sad film. I thought you might want some comfort. Do you mind me holding your hand? It's fine. I can stop if you'd rather. Think so. Fine. Yes, top work, Madeline. Don't move. Let's try to go in for the kill. That's it. I can't take any more of this. Yes, the acting's very hammy. But this, you and them. Well, then just go home, for goodness sake. You don't go out on a Friday anyway. Oh, maybe I should. No, no, this is my night out. Could you keep it down back there? Oh, shut up! Roger, this is my treat. I am a normal person with a normal life and I deserve treats in the name of sanity. Look, I'm sorry. I've tried asking. Oh. Antigone. Yes, hello! What, your cinema night is Thursday? Georgina, my cinema night is any night I bloody well choose and Rudyard, stop sneaking off. Rudyard. Oh, blow. Ugh, you again. What do you think you're doing? Oh, nothing at all. You mean you're not watching the film? No, I mean, yes. Okay, what's happened so far? Um, nothing. Well, his story checks out. No, it doesn't. He's been spying on us. In fact... <laughs> well, looky here, Madeline, again. Madeline, what a shock! How could you? Oh, give it a rest. Look, what's going on here? Did you both come just to listen to our conversations? I was here to watch a film, so stop looking at me with those severe inviting eyes. Sorry? Rudyard, just explain yourself. Georgie, I know what he's up to. Admit it, Chapman. Enticing a poor, impressionable young girl into your staff roster. <laughs> I am not impressionable. Worse luck. Excuse me? Nothing. Could you repeat what you just no, said? No, no, Georgie, really nothing. Should we just... Oh, I'm sorry, Eric. You look sad. Maybe I should hold your hand for comfort. Don't do it. It's a trap. A butt out of this, Rudyard. You can't say that. Thank you. But out of this, Rudyard. You know what? 
This was a funny experiment and everything, but I think I'm done here. No, sure, French films aren't for I you. I didn't mean the film. Whoa, 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 look, look, I think we're getting worked up over nothing here. God, now he's being reasonable. Maybe I should push her around like everybody else. Excuse me. You can't speak to her like that. Well, who the bloody hell can I speak to and how would you like me to do it? What, what happened? happened? Two unicycles collided. It's getting good, this. Right, in the name of Christ, can anybody not watching the film just piss off and leave me alone? Why not? Nana will be wondering where I am anyway. Well, good point, I'll walk you home. Eric, I think the date is over now, eh? Wait, Georgie, I... <sighs> you know what? It, yeah, it's, it's no big deal. We're good. Antigone? <sighs> Rudyard? Enjoy the film. Did Georgie just say date? See, I told you. <sighs> ah! So Chapman really does fancy Georgie. Looks like it, doesn't it? Perfect. What? If Georgie can be Chapman's little gal pal, then she'll be the perfect mole in their operation. And we could save their evening. Quick, let's get after them. Herbert! Don't worry, Miss Fun. I'm here. Herbert, my brother is trying to pirate this film. What? See, he's recording it with his robotic mouse. No, uh, I've been framed. Mr. Fun, it's people like you that are killing off independent cinemas, bleeding Friday night crowds. <laughs> I won't hear another word. Out she goes. And, and take me. I don't blame you for being mad. I blame... And stay out. I, I can't apologise enough, Miss Fun. Not your fault. Would you like me to sit with you for a bit? I'll be fine. I'm just going to enjoy the film. Like you are, Miss Fun. I'll nip back to the projector room. If you ever feel at all lonely, just knock on the door. <sighs> okay, here we are. You've worked bloody hard for this, Antigone, and whatever happens, you're going to watch this film to the end. Oh, Eric! Oh, not again! You are all I care about, my little horse radish. Did you really know anything she said back there, Eric? <laughs> Righto, Antigone, time to strap yourself in. You are the only woman for me, Georgie. What? Georgie, I cannot resist you when you have that look in your eyes. You loved me, Eric. Right here in the back of the Citroën. No! Oh, Georgie! Oh, Eric! Oh, God! Despite his best attempts, Herbert Koff never did manage to persuade Antigone to come back on a Friday night. She didn't give up the cinema entirely, however, and reverted to her Thursday night schedule. Except from now on, she wore headphones, and she never read the subtitles. And to be honest, it never really was as much fun. The Little Death was written by Tom Crowley and was performed by Felix Trench as Rudyard, Beth Eyre as Antigone, Tom Crowley as Eric, Kira Baxendale as Georgie, Andy Seacom as Reverend Wavering, Andy Hamilton as Herbert, Freya Parker as Hetty, Ellie Dickens as Mrs Scruple and Belinda Lang as Madeline, with additional voices by Kieran Hodgson, Pip Gladwin, Sarah Burton and Max Tyler. The original music was composed by James Whittle. The script was edited by David K. Barnes and the programme was recorded at the Art Space Studios by Tom Gillieran and directed and produced by Andy Goddard and John Wakefield.
Mrs. Wooden Overcoats, the most exciting show that absolutely everybody is talking about. Not out loud. <laughs> but when you see people in the streets, you can tell. They're thinking of us. Hi, I'm Andy. And that was really forced, but hello. And who was that? It's not Hi, you. I'm Andy Goddard. And I'm John Wakefield. And you've probably just heard our names at the end of Wooden Overcoats. We are the producers and directors. We made this for you. And we, we really hope that you're enjoying it. Don't worry, we're not here to say, come and give us money. We're giving this to you for free, and we really hope that you're enjoying it because of that. We have a few extra little goodies, uh, three to be precise, and those are the Wooden Overcoats live shows. We've done one already, that was last Monday. Antigone, are you in the mud? What? I'd rather look at the corpses. We're doing these every couple of weeks, so if you've enjoyed the show, we're doing them live with almost all of the performers coming back to come and reprise their roles and take you that little bit closer to uh, being on Piffling. And some people doing roles that they didn't do in the show, so it shakes it up a bit. I mean, the life experience is so much fun. That's if you've enjoyed this show, uh, tell us. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and ideally this is the best thing you can do for us, is to go on iTunes or whatever your preferred podcast provider is and just tell them what you think of us by leaving us a little review. Enjoy yourselves, have a lovely time, have a wonderful lives. We've been putting overcoats. Good evening. Enjoy yourselves. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>